Hello and welcome back to a brand new year of the Over the Boards podcast. My name is Matt Duke in studio with Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. Today we're going to discuss uh, top 50 players, top 10 goalies, and we're going to go over last year's Stanley Cup. Uh, so stay tuned because a lot of exciting things happening. Let's go. New room, new us. Uh, we are now in the new podcast room that was introduced to all of our listeners, all eight of you, um, on the Two Point Conversion podcast, I believe, uh, was the first one we did in here. So, yeah. It's yeah. A, very nice. Oh. It's a, yeah. Been uh, recording some college podcasts in here for football, so. Yeah. Been nice. It's because Jay's a big deal, and I'm not a big deal, and neither is Duke. Because everybody only everybody likes to hear Jay's D- voice. D- Duke is the biggest deal of That's all. That's true. What have you been doing, Duke? In the in your free time, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, what have I been doing? Um, been doing a lot of like mock trial. I don't know. Um, working. I got a job in the call center here, so I get to call people and ask for money. I love that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like it's John Mulaney once said, "You got a, he had something in the mail. It was from his college." What did it say? It said, give me some money. That's basically my job. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Is that, are we going to have to edit that out because it's copyrighted? Did he, like, is that, like, legal? Copyright comedy? Or? I don't think it is. No, for it's quote, not. I don't think okay. quoting a... Quoting a you also comedian? can't copyright, give me some money. <laughs> generic. Just like Ohio State tried to copyright the... Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. Or, my bad. The. Um... Yeah, it's not the Ohio State University. What it's is the? You're the idiot. <laughs> that wasn't as funny as I thought it was. Let's move on. What is interesting, <coughs> sort of, about my life, um, I played slow pitch softball over the summer, and so many weeks got rained out that it ended yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yikes. Wow, so that's pretty nuts. felt like I was playing fall ball. I started in May. And I ended yesterday. Just because because everything got rescheduled for afterwards. What about after, like a yeah. championship? Like the po- the championship was championship postponed? was yesterday. Okay, yeah. did you guys win? We did not. We got oh. mercyed. Oh, it's very bad. It's that's funny, a tough like scene. you hear that, but it's like that's a lot more common in slow pitch softball than you think. Yes, it is. It's yeah. really really common. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm a big softball guy myself. You should actually listen to my softball podcast. Yeah, I do talk about it all the time. What's your softball podcast called? The softball podcast. <laughs> the Softball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, fellas? What have you been up to? Not much. Not much. Same thing with racing over the summer. Yeah. A lot of rain outs, but our schedule was weird. In vroom, vroom. November of last year, we had 18 races, and then two tracks kind of like closed, so we had no races, and then we had six, and then we had, I think, eight, and then we had one rain out, and then there's one this Saturday, but it's supposed to rain again, so... Yeah, this we'll this guy like almost died. When he almost got like flipped. Yo, yeah, I gotta yeah. show you that video, Duke, of me almost flipping. It was pretty. Yeah, it's, oh. it's pretty. It's, pretty it's intense. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he like almost like flipped. That's fun. And died. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have died. The fact that the fact that I was able to keep going just shows how strong the cars that my grandpa builds are. So if I, if. So it's how strong he is mentally. Yeah, me mentally, I yeah I. I I'm just you showed me like the video person. of him just like slamming his wheel after the race because he was yeah, so upset. Yeah, it's funny. I I was not happy afterwards. I made a fool of myself on the pits afterwards because I drove back and I parked in front of the thing. 
and I took the steering wheel off the mount and I just hit it like seven times on the hood of my car just because it's like it's not like an actual car where there's like a windshield yeah it's open so you I just reached through the front like the roll cage bars and I just beat on the hood a couple times with the steering wheel and um, that afterwards I kind of was like all right then you got to calm down and then I won the tri- and then I was like okay so I got out of the car and then just got hit with another wave of aggression. So I found some paper towels, and I was like, these aren't going to hurt anything, they're paper towels. So I threw the paper towels, and then I was done. But I was definitely like, afterwards, I went home that night, and I was like, yeah, I made a fool of myself. I got to not do that. But I was not happy. I was running fourth at the time, and I ended up finishing, like, 11th. So, but yeah, well, yeah, he, he was going to win the race. Yeah. I was fast. I could have I probably could have no, finished No, he, he was. He, he was showing some good progress. That's good. Yeah. So. I know a lot about racing, so yep. I don't. Well, I talk about a lot of my racing podcasts too. The, <laughs> the, the racing, racing podcast, podcast. <laughs> the checkered flag podcast. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not horrible for coming up with it in literally five seconds. Yeah, I'd say it's good. relatively that was pretty good. Okay. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah. should we jump into things, fellas? So do we want to go from the past first, or do we want to go present first? No, let's go past. Let's go past. Yeah. Yeah. For con- continuity issues, let's yep, start with right. the past. We should do exactly what me and Duke did last year. Uh, the favorite thing for the first podcast of the year, where we talk about a series that happened about four months ago. Yeah, and then nobody cares about it anymore. And then, unlike last year, we are not going to predict what's going to happen at said event in ten months. Six months, whatever it is. Yeah, I have no idea. But I don't even um, know what I said last year. I kind of want to listen just so I can bring it up next podcast. But yeah, we could. I don't know. I doubt you said the Blues are gonna win this. Oh job. no, no. Yeah. I, said, no, I didn't say Blues or Bruins. I know. I think I had the Sharks. I said the Bruins. I think I had Sharks and Capitals. <laughs> I was not on this podcast at the beginning of last year. So no, I you came kind of like halfway through. I did because I remember driving. I did not drive to school once in the first semester for it. Yeah. It was all second semester because I remember it was always after my 8.30 class, and that's how I know today that the traffic was going to be really bad trying to get here. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have an exam in like an hour, so that's That's fun. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So. So. Um, you saw Matt Kachuk signed, right, Jay? I'm assuming yeah. you did. You as well. Good deal. Yeah. We, and we can get into that, too. Well, I get just, into some I just, contracts. It just, it just popped up on my, my laptop right now as I was looking up just the actual dates for the uh, – for the finals and all that, just so we were a little more accurate. Um, so, oops, that's loud. Way to go, Vinny. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I apologize. I've just been messing up a lot Rookie today. mistake. Yep. All um, right. So, do you want me to keep talking? Yeah, I mean, keep I've just talking. been kind of saying um and ah a whole lot. Just yeah, and then there was like make, a break. It was weird. Go ahead. Noise you happen. go. You go. So, obviously, redeem yourself. If you don't, if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like. 90% of the eight people, so seven and a quarter people, are going to know that the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup in uh, June of this year, uh, beating the Boston Bruins. The playoffs were weird, and we did get into the beginning of the playoffs, right? Where, like, Columbus swept. We, we got through, I think, the first two rounds. Pretty good and then amount we, of them? Yeah. Okay. So, like, we, we were able to get into the fact that the Blue Jackets swept the Lightning. Yep. The Islanders swept the Penguins. Yep. The Avalanche beat the Flames in five, and then it just kind of went throughout the playoffs where it was so weird, yet you still had the feeling that San Jose was going to choke, and they did. Well, Carol- but, Carolina swept too, didn't they? Yeah, did they sweep? Carolina swept the Islanders. Yeah. yeah. It was the first time in like a billion years that a team swept 
a team in the first round that got swept in the second. Yeah, they got swept by the Bruins. Is it? No, the no. cap. No, no, it was a, it was a sweeping motion. So the Islanders swept the Penguins, the Hurricanes swept the Islanders, and the Bruins swept the Hurricanes. Oh, okay. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And uh, so, so that that that's something that was crazy. Like I don't, I think the last thing that happened in the NHL was like the '60s. Um, but the, the the finals was a very very interesting series. I uh, see. We saw the last four games. Ryan O'Reilly basically won the Conn Smythe in just a four game period because That's true. He, he was a no, he was a no show for most of the playoffs, and then scoring I think just four goals in your last four games, and then winning the Stanley Cup like that's deserving of it. Bennington stood on his head in that game seven. He was incredible. Bennington was incredible. Pretty much all that whole playoff sequence of just yeah. playing really, really impressive. He played and, um, very well. Very um, he I'm interested to see how he does this year now having, he's going to have a whole year of, of playing. He's also going to have a lot of expectations on him too. Right. Well, so he's going to have to play what, I don't know about 50 games, but no, probably 60. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, Depends on how comfortable they feel with Jake Allen as a backup. Right. I mean, I know he, he's kind of struggled the last two years, but I think in a backup role he can be Yeah. I mean, he can find efficient. some days to be good. Yeah, so yeah. I I, it'll be interesting to see how Bennington holds up under a full season, <coughs> being beaten down and his team going all the way to last and then back up to first again. Right. Which I don't think is going to happen because they just added Justin Falk. In a <laughs> yeah. Great trade. Talk about the, that trade. That was a great sides. trade. The good Justin Falk or the bad Justin Falk? <laughs> the good Justin Falk. <laughs> the bad Justin Falk that the Blue Jackets had for yeah. a while. Yeah. And then the, the I, I hate that had guy. Him. The had yeah. Him, yeah. So we can all agree that he's bad. Correct. Yes. I used to think so. It, the Sabers got him and Taylor Fad- Tyler Fadoon Taylor I Taylor think Fadoon, Fadoon yeah. at around the same time, and I loved Taylor Fadoon. I thought he was like really really a great seventh defenseman, but for, they sent him back down to the the minors for Justin Falk, and I was like, why? He's so bad. Yeah. yeah I, I Veteran presence. I don't know if I know who Taylor Fadoon is. So I, I loved Fadoon. He was like. He was probably, honestly, he was like my second favorite Sabres player for a while. For like Jeez. the three months that well, he was on the he team. He was never your favorite Sabres player because he played for the Amherst. No, he was on the Sabres. That's what I'm saying. No, no he wasn't. Okay. He, no, he was more of an Amherst than he ever was a Sabre, though. Well, I, I'm saying he was. Jeez, well, when was this? What was, what's your standard for Sabres players in Buffalo? Jeez. He, he was, was just your fun. second favorite? He was just fun. Like I mean, I understand the Sabers were bad. Like I didn't. I was like, all right, the Sabers like gonna, bad, bad. Who am I gonna like? You know, yeah, there's geez. not really because at any point this guy could just be like, yeah, I'm requesting a trade. I don't want to be here. So I picked people that were just like neat guys. I thought like Marcus Foligno was my favorite Sabers player for years. Well, at least like he's a gritty guy. Like that's a guy you enjoy. But like Taylor Fadoon, like a guy who's gonna play well, like just 12 funny. minutes like, it was a kinda, night. It was kind of like a joke. And then I was okay. like, this guy's actually not bad as a sixth or seventh defenseman. So I just kind of <laughs> liked what he did. You know who my second favorite player on the Jackets is? Zach Scott Harrington. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's like the same player. <laughs> um, speaking of the Jackets, they played a great, great, great the, game you last mean, night. You mean the Cleveland Monsters? Yes, I do mean the Cleveland Monsters. The Cleveland Monsters which, with special guest Josh Anderson. Which was, which was, it was funny because the Sabres played bad, and Columbus dominated the, a the first period. They dominated the, the first the period. period, and then the Sabers dominated the second period. And then the then they split the third period. Columbus dominated the first ten minutes, and mm-hmm. then, well, around maybe the thirteen minute mark, the Sabers kind of turned it around and then There's had most of the possession. Not how you start a tight finish, so <laughs> that's a good point against them. I hope the Sabers are going to be really in good shape beating minor league teams this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they will be. 
I'm if so, they I'm, played in the American Hockey League, they might make the playoffs. I'm so excited for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to switch the Sabres and the Amherst real quick. We really just kind of jumped a bunch of topics right there because yeah. we were on the Stanley Cup Finals for maybe a minute, and then we just got to Taylor Fadoon, and now we're on preseason hockey. Yeah. Should well, we talk about the Justin Falk trade? Well, uh, let's just go back. I just want to go back to the finals real quick. Cause oh, that's, my God. I, I, but I'm just like – so you're right. So the the Islanders swept the Penguins and the – Sorry, the Hurricanes swept the Penguins and the Islanders and then got swept by the Bruins, which you said was neat. I'm trying to figure out when that was the last time it happened, but it, it doesn't really matter, I suppose. I, it was I, very neat. It really doesn't. It was, it was pretty neat. Um, and I will say that, obviously, we had made those brackets for the whole bracket thing. And Duke won by a lot. And you guys made fun of me the first episode. <laughs> when we made those brackets, you guys yeah. laughed at me. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because I had Cal- I still laugh at you. I had Calgary Boston. Yeah. Guys, we made it to the final. Bo- your Boston, like, that that prediction is still stupid in my head. The whole playoffs last year was stupid. It was. I was. No, the, I, you know what? I, I still think. Nostradamus. You're, you're, um, the, you're the girl who like makes her March Madness picks based off of the mascots and like. Has the best bracket. Look at me, I'm a genius. Yeah. No, I I'm the one ridiculous who... that the Lightning and the Penguins got swept and Calgary lost four to like four to one. Like like one of the teams that you had in the Stanley Cup Finals lost in the first round in five games, and you're standing up here just like yeah. well, Boston. Both you guys, the people you had winning the Stanley Cup lost first lost in the first round. I know. That's why none of us should brag. We were all bad. Everybody was but, bad. Nobody predicted. We didn't even have winning. The you cup. had Tampa, didn't you? No, no I you had, had Washington, Tampa. and they got swept. No, they, got they didn't. They lost four to three. It's whatever. Who cares? I, I have the I'm Jets. very, I'm very upset right now because Jay's still coming at me. <laughs> I am still coming at you. None of us should brag about it. I'm, I'm going to brag about, about it because even as bad as my bracket was, I am better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not say that there's a very high percentage right. chance he was going to have the best bracket, though? Matt. Like, we were going to think about these literally, like, yeah. do all this research, come up with predictions, and none of it was going to happen. Yeah. I did my research by picking the teams I liked. <laughs> and, yeah. He's like, huh, Tukarask. I like him. I Bruins in the final. Speaking of Tuka Bruins, Rask. there was a person in a Bruins jersey at the Sabres game yesterday. Yeah, in a Tukarask jersey. I mean, what other Bruins jersey would you wear? Marshawn. Bergeron. No. You wear. You wear. Zendano you Chara. Wear okay, that's fair. Brendan Carlo. <laughs> Danton Heinen. Zach Shanishan. <laughs> Who was the guy that you? David Backus. <laughs> David Backus. <laughs> Who was when we were listing? When we asked him to list Bruins players last year, Danton Heinen Dan was like Heinen. one of the first ones, and we were like, "What?" He, he didn't even name Patrice Bergeron. We we're waiting for Bergeron. Yeah. I didn't Bergeron or Pasternak. Charlie McAvoy. He didn't even name Krejci. I would get a McAvoy jersey. I didn't. Name well, Krejci. I, I'm not going to, but you did. I got Krejci. Okay. Troy Krug, Matt Grzelzik, 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 Pasternak, David Backus, Charlie Coyle, David Krejci, Yaroslav Halak. <laughs> <laughs> Jake DeBrus Connor Clifton Marcus I, Johansson the next name I was about to say Sean Corrali Brandon Carl, Carson Coleman Joaquin Nordstrom Yeah Kevin Miller with his first name spelled wrong Boy we're just going through the Bruins <laughs> roster just, for no reason That's going to be the rest of the podcast We're going to go through every team Welcome to the Boston just, Bruins podcast uh, presented by the <laughs> this is, No we're just going to go through the <laughs> rosters of every NHL team in <laughs> alphabetical order List <laughs> name. It's like, it's like that scene in, is, is it the last Harry Potter? Or is it the second last Harry Potter when they're just listing off all the people that died? 
and like it's just like a radio station playing and it's just like real crackly and it's just a list of names you're like oh my god it's gonna be like that Erho Vakainen. All right, so tune in next week for when uh, Jay and I come back for the podcast. <laughs> it was special guest Nolan Hopkins. He's a real hockey expert. That's true. All right, so we'll jump to where, uh, Jay with the, this trade now because this is a big trade. It is. It's a huge and trade. And I think you actually made a good point in, in, in analyzing this to me the other day. So you, can, you should go ahead and kind of take a look at what this happened. Yeah, so for the first time this year. I'm glad to announce that we have a good trade for both sides. That makes me so happy. Yeah. But really, though, I, I like Joel Edmondson a lot. I think he's kind of like one of those underrated defensemen. Uh, you know, he's very very big body, uh, good hard shot, pretty clean defensively, uh, very smooth with this game. Uh, but he, he didn't really have much of a role with the, the Blues throughout the playoffs with the emergence of Carl Gunnarsson. Who's obviously been good in the past, but like kind of reemerged, I guess, uh, especially on the Blues. He, he was big in the finals, <clears throat> so they needed. They didn't really need anybody on the left side, especially when they brought Joe Me- Bo Meester back. Uh, they they go out, they trade Edmondson, and then Bach, who's a really nice uh, prospect, and they get Justin Falk, who's great on the right side. But the only question that looms now is they extended Justin Falk seven years at six and a half million. What do they do with Alex Petrangelo? We know that they've had a little bit of a rocky relationship in the past. I know they just won a cup, but he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. And the only real way that they're going to be able to bring him back is probably having to let guys like uh, Braden Shen go. Uh, Bo Meester would probably have to walk or retire. So there's yeah. going to have to be a couple moves at the end of the season that they'd have to make if they want to keep Petrangelo around. But when you bring in a guy like Falk, do you really even need him? Discuss. Well, all right. So in terms of like, say they would ex- extend Alex Petrangelo, right? Mm-hmm. He's 29 years old. Yeah. So he's not young but it's also not like old so he could what, what do you think like that's a guy that like six, you would, give him six years that's a guy i'd feel comfortable giving six years just because of the style of game that he plays yeah that's true and and you know that with the, the salary cap increasing that you can give him that kind of money like that that's just like that's a guy that like is 29 years old but i, I would feel comfortable giving him a long-term deal the problem is though is like when you've got a team that you've got right now you're going to have to eventually pay uh, Jordan Biddington if he continues to yeah. play the way that he's played. You've already got Colton Pareko. Are you extending Ryan O'Reilly as well, eventually, when his contract is up? No, that's so that, actually got a couple of years, though. Cause his, right, but the, yeah. there's like several guys on this team that like you're going to have to pay eventually. Like You're probably going to have to come up with a bridge deal for Robert Thomas at some point. Yeah. You know, you, you've already got Sunquist locked down, but Vince Dunn, uh, let's see who else. Um, Zach Sanford's a guy they like a lot. Sammy Blay, Robbie Fabry. That I don't know if they're going to keep him because he's only I, got I one year a, left on his contract. I have a feeling not, that they won't. Because because he it was a shock that he stayed. 
on what a warm Yuri Latera? Oh. Like, is he a guy that? Yuri Latera hasn't been on the Blues in years. Oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that, that's, they, they traded uh, Latera for Shen. <laughs> what about what about Keith Kachuk? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who I meant actually. No, I meant I didn't mean. God, I'm stupid. I, you know what it is? We didn't go through the roster and list all the players by name. That's true. We didn't. So I didn't remember. The Blues would have been next too. <laughs> Actually, we've been before the Bruins, but yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, uh, I don't know why the Blues. I actually, I didn't mean Latera. I actually meant Tyler Bozak. For I don't know why I got them confused. I think he still got two or three years left on his contract, so that's not like I'd worry but too much about. But the other thing that you look at it is, you know, Bullmeister's going to come off eventually because they just extended him for one year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, plus he's getting old, so this this could be potentially his last season. Uh, Jake Allen's coming off the books in two years, and you really don't need him if if Bennington's your guy. Bennington's so, going to be expensive though. Yeah, but you're not going to not, him not, to not pay him. Yeah. yeah, so they signed him to a two year deal, and by the time that that ends, he's going to be twenty eight. So that's going to be a guy that you feel comfortable giving a long term deal with as well. Um. Like, like you can give him an eight-year deal if if he's that good for you. But looking forward to it, is, are they going to have enough money if they either trade some of these pieces away that maybe only have one year left, let some guys walk? Is it worth keeping Alex Petrangelo when you already have Pareko and you already have Falk? Like, you've already got... Two right-hand shot defensemen right there that are top 30 defensemen in the league. Do you really need three? I don't know if you know the great Andrew Meyer. Yeah, he sounds familiar. He uh, he used to be uh, the uh, – he used to work the video board for Griff's hockey games, and he he works in the ESPN3 office. He does all, like, the uh, video board stuff. Like, he does all the – uh, like animation didn't, and stuff like didn't that. Didn't he get hired by the Bills? He did. He's now doing, uh, I believe, the same job for the Buffalo Bills. Um, to quote the great Andrew Meyer, life is too short to worry about the salary cap in five years. So He would be a terrible I'm, GM. I'm, I would make the argument that an NHL GM literally has the job of setting his team up to have to not worry about the salary cap. In five I, I could make an argument the reason Doug Armstrong has been in St. Louis for as long as he has, which has been over a decade is because he is worried about the salary cap in five years. He did say this right before we signed Jeff Skinner. Um, but <laughs> that makes sense why yeah. he would say that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I was just joking around. Um, I, under- I understand where you're coming from. I don't know if you need Petrangelo. I think that having him this year is good. It'll give you a good chance to go B to B back to back. Right. Um, but. Uh, after this year, I don't think you need him. Like Jay's been saying, like you got a bunch of solid defensemen already, right? And he's just gonna be expensive, especially for a guy who's older. Uh, they got yeah, guys who are could, younger than you him. You could probably use the money from his contract. Yeah. I mean, you say this all the time, but like, well, you could use that money. But like, if you draft a defenseman, say that's you know, you could use that money that ends up in a couple years. That money ends up going towards his you know entry level, the his first deal office entry level deal or something like that. Yeah. The other question, though, comes up. If, if it's not in your plans to keep Petrangelo, the market for right-hand shot defensemen has never been higher in the NHL. 
especially for one who is big, as offensively talented as Alex Petrangelo. Could you not at least explore the market for him and see oh, what you I could get? I think you have to... M- I think you have to explore well, I, it. I think if you're planning on letting him... I think if the plan of Doug Armstrong is to let him go, I think you have to ex- explore it. Right. But in, in reality, he might not want to just for the sake of... like Because oh, well, that's like him. such an unprecedented decision to win a Stanley Cup and then trade your captain right after doing it. Yeah. That's a very tough decision. Yeah, that would be nuts. And I think a lot of people would criticize him for that. Right. So I don't I, I feel like he would probably he would probably have to he'd really have to sleep on that a couple of times. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's really what he's worried about right now. I'd love to think like, is that something that goes through I feel as a GM, like I think you think about that all the time. Like some nights you go to bed and you're just like, oh, maybe tomorrow I'm gonna trade that guy. <laughs> like, but- but in reality, I think a guy like Alex Petrangelo, like you said, coming off the cup, it's your captain. I feel like you'd lose a lot of respect from the fans and even the players for doing that right away right now. And that's the, the other thing. You have to worry about the locker room too. Right. Yeah. And even at that, like, who would you trade him for? Like, you're just going to trade him for a guy who's in a similar similar situation, right? Like well, you could some probably, guy that you're going to have to sign or, like, give money uh, to. And I feel like you could get away future. with maybe, like, trading – him for another right-hand shot defenseman that's not nearly as talented. That's right. like a good like third-pairing defenseman behind yeah. Falk and Pareko, and then maybe get prospects or picks. Because it also does give you a big salary relief as well that allows you to focus on extending players on your roster. Yeah, like if you were to trade him for a guy like Taylor Fadoon, I think that would be a really, really good move. I think that that would be a <laughs> terrible move. And Taylor Fadoon's not even a right-hand shot defenseman, so that kind of goes against the grain. And he retired like four years He's ago. He's so good that he can play any side. <laughs> he can play any side. Trade him for Zidane Chara. Yes, Again. definitely. Great trade for both sides right there. They both get... You think Chara retires at the end of the year? Uh, yeah. He's like Yao Ming. He's just too big to play. Play anymore. <laughs> He's too big to go on. I don't know. I feel like he's still got like another two years in him. I mean, he might. The dude is... He's also a tank. Like it's yeah. also. Can we talk about how stupid it is that he's only making two million this year? Yeah, well, like how I mean, good he is. Chart, but he's but he's, he's old. He's definitely he's definitely showing signs of not really being up to speed anymore. He has regressed. Yeah, but he's only making yeah. two million. You got Patrice Bergeron who's making like six and a half. Well, he's just talking Bergeron about how well, ridiculous the contracts are. Patrice Bergeron. Because Patrice Bergeron scores so many goals for the Bruins. Yeah. Well, he like set the the bar with like his contract, so it's like nobody can make more than him, and the Bruins have like a ridiculous cap situation because of it, where they can get away with signing Pasternak to an extension, where they're where they're only paying him like seven million a year, and it's stupid. Yeah, that's why they have so many good players. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, because they draft well and they extend all their players because of Bergeron. And, that- and speaking of a good extension, uh, the Brain Point extension. Can we just talk about how much of a steal that one was? Oh yeah, that was nuts. That makes me that's that's that makes me angry. Yeah. Because now here's why he took a team friendly <laughs> deal. He took a team friendly deal, which is if you want to go out and win a Stanley Cup, you, players have to do that. Yeah. And I've always thought like, why don't more players do that? And then a team in the Atlantic Division. In the Eastern Conference, that's always that a didn't win a playoff favorite, game last year. That didn't win a playoff game last year. 
that is going to play the Sabres four four times mm-hmm. in the season. The, one of their better players just did that. I'm like, why do they have to be the lucky ones? That I also think that it happen? helps that they kind of have the same thing. It, it's not nearly as good as Boston's, but when uh, Stamkos and Kucherov are both not making $10 million, that also sets the bar as well. So when you want to win a cup and you got two guys that aren't making over $10 million, you get an extension like that. But it really kind of puts Toronto to shame. The Mitch Marner extension just looks absolutely ridiculous now. Yeah, it does. And I think there I think a lot of people thought that like when it came out like they're like yeah, like is, is it worth it? Yeah. But is it? It it's not. Hot take on Mitch Marner. He's I don't I don't think it's worth it. I don't I mean, I get he's it. He's good. He's a very good player. And right. it's a Toronto kid, you know, homegrown talent. You, you want well, I mean, it, 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 it means something. It, 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 it means no, no, something no, no, for marketing, don't, branding. Don't, yeah, like I understand that, but like, is it really? Is it really worth over eleven million dollars? No. To 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 no. when you already have cap trouble, when you already have you already have Nylander and Tavares and Matthews, and, and you, you 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 didn't really do anything special anyway last year. Is that really going to improve your t- your? Here's my like, problem with it. Is no team has ever won a Stanley Cup with two guys on their roster making over ten million dollars. Yeah. The Maple Leafs now have three. The Maple Leafs with their core have never won a playoff series. Well and, and you're now, now giving ten and a half million to a guy who's very good, but in terms of analytics are, are, okay, you're ready for this. He's not worth ten million. So I went through it. Scoring chances per sixty minutes. Yeah. Uh, according to analytics, who do you think number one in the league last year was? Mitch Marner. No, I have no, no idea. Connor um, McDavid. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, who do you think number two is? Uh oh. Um, Don't think about it too hard. Oh, I am I thinking too hard? Kucherov. You're, you're thinking too hard. No, actually, two. Crosby. Yeah. Who do you think number three was? You might actually have to think harder for this. Um, is it? Hold on, I I have a. I'm not going to look it up, but I want to look up how to... David Pasternak. No. I have no idea. Do you want me to give it away? No. What teams What teams do you play for? He plays for Toronto. Oh, Tavares? No. Ma- Matthews. It's Matthews. Okay, that's fair. It's all the fast guys. Yeah. Do you want to know who number 22 is? Mitch Marner. Nope. Rasmus Fischelainen. William Nylander. Oh, okay. And at 26 is Mitch Marner. Okay. Last year, the disastrous season that William Nylander had... And he's getting paid six and a half million, and people are criticizing him over that contract. He was twenty second in the league in scoring chances created per sixty minutes. Hmm. He was better than Mitch Marner, but Mitch Marner plays on a line with John Tavares. If you look at the course of production for players, Kyle Poza was a good player for a long time with the Islanders. His yeah, production skyrocketed when he was on a line with Tavares. Matt Molson's production skyrocketed. When he's on the line with John Tavares. And you know what the Sabres did? They went and picked those guys up, and then they didn't have John play? Tavares anymore. Yeah. Oposo had a good first year. Molson had a good first year, and, and then they just like, dropped yeah. off a cliff. I do feel like there's a little bit of an outlier with uh, Oposo, just a little bit with health concerns. That's true. That have allowed his game to drop a little bit. But it's still, but yeah, it's it, the, the writing's still there that even yeah. having the opportunity to play with Jack Eichel sometimes, yeah. it never really worked out. Yeah. So they John didn't Tavares, play him with Eichel a lot. They should have 
put him there a little they bit more. They should have it, more. Yeah. I think that would have increased – well, not increased both their production, but Eichel's going to probably do around the same thing no matter yeah. who's out of the line. But it just goes to show that he's a very good player. A lot of teams would love to have a guy like Mitch Marner on their team. We're not saying that he's a Kyle Opozo kind of player but because he was a fourth overall pick, but he's not consistently a 92-point producer without John Tavares. I think he's a very good player. He is not a $10.5 million player. No. And I think Kyle Dubas really botched the whole free agent negotiation process by caving in at the last second to William Nylander, and then it put him in a position where he had to give Marner that kind of money. And I think they're screwed because of it. Where did Mitch Marner go to college? (laughs) Anybody? No. No? He didn't go to college. I'm I'm kidding. I don't know if he went to college. I'm pretty sure he went to North Dakota. He he didn't go to North Dakota. Who am I thinking of then? Uh, Are you thinking of Brock Besser? Probably. There's a lot of people that went to North Dakota. Brock Besser went to North Dakota. I thought Marner played at North Dakota with Besser. No. It was Drake Kajula, Mitch Marner. What was that line called? Because there's a pretty famous line. It's one of the guys in the Blackhawks, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's, that's, you mean that's John Tays who went to North Dakota? Is no, no. Kajula went to uh, is yeah. on the Blackhawks. Kajula. But I'm pretty sure it's somebody else, too. Oh, I don't know why I thought he went to North Dakota. I don't know why I thought he went to there's North Dakota. There's a lot of people that are in the NHL that went to North Dakota. Yeah. Schmaltz, Jordan, uh, wait, is it Jordan Schmaltz or? Maybe no, it's Nick, thinking, Nick Schmaltz. Maybe I was thinking of Brock Besser. Yeah, it was probably Brock Besser because he was the best of the bunch. Maybe you were thinking was, of Yuri Laterra? It was the CBS. Blues legend? It was the no, uh, maybe. CBS line, Kajula, Besser, Schmaltz was their very good line. Yeah. They were sick. They were sick. Mm. And Brock Besser is very good. And he signed a very good extension as well. That's true, he did. He Only did $5.9 million. Uh, AAV. I like that deal a lot for the Vancouver Canucks because it allows them to keep him on a pretty good term and extend other players when they have to sign their bridge deals to pretty decent terms, and it gives them enough time to be able to fix certain contracts like getting rid of Louis Erickson in three years. Um, they're probably going to want to get rid of uh, Jay Beagle. So that, 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 just, that just buys them a little bit more time to kind of develop their their core and get them all fitted so in So I think together. the point of all this was a lot of teams did some neat things and Toronto didn't. Toronto done messed up. Yeah, they, they did yeah. mess up. And, and, and they're going to be a very good team. The problem I have with the contracts is they have really put all their eggs in one basket at this year. Because the Kadri trade, everybody's like applauding them over it. Oh, my God. You get Tyson Berry, he's a, and he's, he's a very good defenseman, but... They retained half his salary. Well, they're they're only signing him to. They only have him for one year. The reason the Avalanche were okay with retaining salary was because they had so much salary cap available that they needed to retain half the salary of Tyson Berry's contract in order to be salary cap compliant for this year. So it that that was a very smart trade by the Avalanche. You know, you give him Kerfoot, uh, you give him Tyson Berry, 
But you know Tyson Berry's going to walk in a year because Toronto has signed so many guys. They have to worry about Freddie Anderson in two years. So at the end of this year, Muzzin's a free agent. Barry's a free agent. CeCe's a free agent. The only defenseman that they'll have under contract is Morgan Riley, and he'll have one year left on his deal at that point too. And you gotta, you're probably gonna only gonna have the space to sign one of those guys, and then you're gonna have to go with a bunch of really young defensemen from your minor league systems. So they have really, like, Dubis has made some moves that makes the team better for this year, but not long term. If they do not win a cup this year, there's a very good chance that that team just falls off a map. We will certainly see. What time do you have to go again? I have an exam at 10, so we have a half hour until I have to be there. Be there. All right, I see. So well, why don't we just hit the top 10 goalies real quick because that's fast. Yeah. This is the NHL.com top 10 goalies? Or yeah, the... okay. NHL.com. Are you on it? Right. Yeah, I'm on it right now. Why don't, you want to start at 10? Yeah, sure. So they have 10 Pecorini. Yeah. Wrong. No. Number one. Number one. Hey, so we should probably go through the whole wait, list you, first. Wait, you, you, yeah. they, have, they have what now? 10 Pecorini? Are you sure? Are you on the current? Oh are you both God. on no, the current? No, I am not on the current one. Yeah, when I looked up the TSN Top 50, I was also on the wrong year. In the, it was, was it the 2016 one? No, it was 2018. It was last Jesus. year. One second. This is some bad radio. Yeah, this is. Yeah, it's a good thing we're on the radio. We should put some like music in this spot just to kill it do, the time. Do, do. That's actually probably copyrighted. Um, all right, yeah, I got actually, it. Actually, you, you have the list. Just, just Number right. 10. Yep. Number 10 is John, John from the Gibson. Anaheim Ducks, John Gibson, John who was a really good Wrong. Movie, but playing for a, what? Wrong. Am I on the, no, I'm no, not on no, the list. No, 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 no. The list is wrong at John Gibson at 10. Oh, oh, all right. I thought you meant I was wrong. No. And I was like, I, there's no way I'm on the wrong list. This was no. released on August 25th, 2019. Um, so, yeah, so John Gibson is, on, his, is a really good goalie, and I think you're saying he's too low. Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I I would agree with that. Um, Anaheim had a tough year. Um, Pekka Rene is ninth. He is also really really good, but I I don't know if I would say he's a really good good goalie. I, I even I don't know if I would say he's too low. I would. He's got a higher save percentage that. last year than John Gibson. Um, he also played for the Predators. It's tough. It's tough for this. I mean, there's so, there's a lot of good goalies, and there's just not, a lot of not good goalies. Here's where I have a problem: is number eight. I'm finally on it. Okay, so so Jordan Bennington is eighth, which is I think interesting. He played really really well, but Jay, are you saying that he didn't play long enough to really yeah to really make the argument that he's the eighth best goalie in the NHL when John Gibson has a proven track record of being an amazing goaltender? John Gibson's got a proven track record. Pecorino's got a proven track record. I like Jordan Bennington a lot. I think he's got potential to be on this list for many years to come. But it is way too early to just put him on this list. Yeah, he his I his agree. record was twenty four five and one in the year. A goals against average of one point eight nine and a save percentage of point nine two seven, which is really good numbers. But he did play half a year where his team was the best team in the National Hockey League. So. Yeah. He didn't play the half of the year where his team was the worst team in the National yes. Hockey League. So I think realistically you have to go through a season of, you know, like going through losing streaks and all that to, to actually have – I don't think – you're right. The sample size is too small on him to, to actually right. say I agree. We, we, we joked about it, but the season really did – like a lot of people look at Bennington being called up turning the season around. 
the season turned around when Zach spot Sanford and yeah, Robert Bortuzzo got into a fight at practice. And then they brought it the also, dog in. Yes. They brought yes. the dog they in, brought and the, dog the in season too. turned around. <laughs> yeah. My favorite video was right after they won the cup. They put side-by-side side, uh, those two guys fighting at practice, and then after they won the cup, the one guy like came up to the other guy in the line, tapped him on the shoulder, and gave him a big hug. Yeah, that it was, was awesome. neat. That was neat. I love hockey. Um, number seven, Braden Holtby, who is – This is really off topic, and like yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. That's Are there any Southpaw goalies? No. In no. the in the top, top ten? No, in the NHL. Oh, I well, mean, yeah. The, they exist, but there's not a ton. I mean, I know Michael Hutchinson's one. He's going to be the backup for – the uh, peg? no, no, for uh, Toronto. But there's no uh, start. There's no oh, starters. My, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah okay. There's no starters that are southpaws. The last good uh, southpaw who was a starter Theodore? was Focoon. Oh, Thomas Focoon was good. Yeah, Jose Theodore was one of the more famous Rick, ones. Rick DiPietro was lefty too, right? Yeah, yep. but he was. Um, he's he, he was made of glass. He wasn't. He was the smartest hockey player of all time. Got um, his money and got out. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest contract ever that pays him until 2029. That's it's really the so Bobby Bonilla day in hockey yeah. is Rick DiPietro. Right? Yep. Um. All right. So NHL Hol- or not NHL Holby? NHL Holby <laughs> uh, has Braden seven. <laughs> so yeah, he leads all goal- NHL goalies and wins since 2012-2013 season, which is really neat. He has a lot of wins, but he does play for a. Really good team. That makes sense. That kind of goes hand in hand. If you have a good goal, you have a really good chance of having a good year, which is, I think, a lot of the reason that um, for number six, I did a really smooth transition there. I'm proud of myself. Mark Andre Fleury is responsible for a lot of the Vegas Golden Knights' success in their first and second season making the playoffs, um, especially in the first season going to the finals. I would tend to agree. Fleury is a really good goalie, and I think a lot of people, I feel like when he went to Vegas, I think. Because Pittsburgh was like, oh, we have Matt Murray. Well, I think it proved that Monica Grande Fleury is almost better than Matt Murray because Murray didn't really do super fantastic, I don't think. He hasn't been super impressive. Since. I was very impressed with him last year. He, he, he did. He, I feel like when I – I mean, I might not have paid enough attention to really see, but I feel like every time that I heard something about him, it was that he hadn't been playing as well as he had the year before Fleury left. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to play better than winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. That's the problem no, he, re- he, he really, he really set that. the bar like so high that like it's hard for Penguins fans or NHL fans to be objective about him. And last year, I was very impressed what I saw from him and Casey to do Smith. Goaltending was not a problem with Pittsburgh last year. Do you think that Bennington is the next Matt Murray esque goalie? Do you think he's going to be people like me who are stupid and don't watch enough hockey? Clearly, think that he doesn't play as well anymore because they're not going to win back to back cups, or do they think they win back to back cups? I don't think they're going to win back to back. That's the problem. When you win a cup in your first year, you you set the bar so high that if you don't win a cup, nobody can be objective about it. I but I'm willing to make a bet on myself right now that we come back at this time next year and I sit here and I say, wow, Bennington didn't have such a great year last year. And you're going to say, no, that's incorrect. He had a great year. The Blues just didn't win a cup, so you yeah. expected more from him. And I'll be like, okay. I, I, I think but he's going to have another good season. But winning back-to-back cups is just so hard especially like in the nhl but to that point too um i think that matt murray uh played well but he didn't play as well as mark andre Fleury. so i think another thing that makes people yes. think that matt murray's not good is that like, the guy that the guy they got rid of was mm-hmm. better than he was that, that's and so like point. they made a mistake like yeah even though Matt Murray played well, he didn't play as well as the guy who they should have kept. Like right. because they because they didn't make it to the finals that year. Yeah, and the, and the, the Golden Knights did. 
And it, it was still smart of them to keep Murray because you keep the younger, cheaper guy who can be there for the next decade. Right. It makes sense. I, why, it makes I, I understand sense, why the Penguins. I, I didn't even think about that. That, that. That's true. Like when Mark Andre Fleury does what he has been doing the last two years, if Matt Murray it doesn't live up to that, then why did we keep this guy? Yeah. Yep. Duke Rask is fifth. Wrong. He's pretty cool. Wrong. Kind of a neat goalie. He's very, very. He's very. He's um, very good. Very good. He's very good. He's he's very, he's very good. He is second in the very NHL good. in victories over the past six seasons, behind Holtby. Um, he has twenty-one less wins than Holtby does. Um. The he did become the Bruins' all-time leader in wins this past season, he which did. is. Um, impressive. I mean, but he and he's been playing there a long time, which is cool. How many years do you think Rask has left of hockey in general? Eight. He's gonna put till he's forty. He's gonna be the Tom Brady of hockey. He he does pretty well with his body, from what I know. I mean, like his goaltending style. Uh, he's a big guy. He's got good reflexes. I mean, I, I think he's got another six years in him, like six good years in him. Six good years. That's yeah. fair. Um, now, fourth on the list is Carey Price. And Carey Price, for a long time, was considered. I think was considered the best. the best goalie in the league. And now he's fourth, and I don't know. I think it's correct because um, the past, he kind of had some injury troubles like three, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's definitely kind of dropped off a tad from when he was at the top of the world. Do you think that he... Should be higher, or do you think that he's pretty reasonable just to, just because of his last couple of years? Um, I think four is good for him. To be completely honest, you look at the team that he has in front of him. You look what he's done the last couple of years. Obviously, injuries stink for any goaltender, for any athlete in general. But his numbers stack up for being the fourth best goalie in the NHL. I have, I have no problem with them putting him there. Number three is Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop had a stellar year last year. Um, obviously a Vesna candidate, um, but finishing runner up <clears throat> for the, uh, for that he uh, led the Stars to doing really really well in the playoffs for the most part. And uh, Bishop is third ahead of Price, behind two other people. I don't. I would make the argument that I think he might sh- maybe should be second over the guy who's second. I would you, would you agree or disagree with that? I know I've been saying wrong about guys, but I was. Just screwing around. Yeah, I think Ben Bishop is best goalie in the league. Hot take. Uh, I, I think Ben Bishop is best wow. goalie. Wow, I'm. I think he should be lower. Really? Yeah, I think he's the best goalie in the league. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that I think he should be two. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would put him as one. Wow, this is an interesting discussion. <laughs> I would put him as <laughs> yeah. two. I would put so so just for context right now. We're just I'm just gonna read the names so we can kind of discuss here. Sergey Bobrovsky is two. I think Bobrovsky's. Who? I don't think he's. I think Bishop's better than Bobrovsky is. Who? Sir, I think Ben Bishop is better than Sergey Bobrovsky. Who? I don't know who that is. Yeah. Oh well. Either way, you'll know that Andre Vasilevsky <laughs> is the best goalie. Okay. I, think I, I have a, I have a problem high. with that. I, have, I do I have not a significant like that. Problem with that. I I've always said like Vasilevsky's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's playing on by far the most talented hockey team in years in the NHL, and I just do not think that he's as good as. Well, you know who else played for Tampa, right? Ben Bishop. But, now, time out. Hold on. 
He's better. He he's better but than Ben that, Bishop. A is Vasilevsky was also backing up Ben Bishop for a couple of those years. Yeah. So Ben Bishop. I I, I think I Ben think, Bishop's better than Vasilevsky. I I would but. agree with that. Now I think now here's the thing. I obviously you're not going to see this because this isn't going to happen. But I would be interested to see what happens if Vasilevsky went to a team like the Stars. Or, or if Vasilevsky went to a team that's not as good as the Lightning, because Vasilevsky has really only known the Lightning with Braden Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, Headman. Headman. He's had Headman in front he's of him. Had, he's had Sergeyev. by far. You look yeah. at the defensemen that they've had, their seventh defenseman. Is Braden Coburn. Yes, who could be a <laughs> top four defenseman on I'm a lot of other teams. literally like 20 teams in the league. Yeah. I mean... It, their defensive core is unreal. It's a joke. So I I would make the argument that Vasilevsky is not as good as number he's, one. He's he's a very good goalie. He's a product of the team in front of him. Now as well. here's here's the thing though. So I I said that I think Bishop is better than Bobrovsky, and I also think Bishop is better than Vasilevsky, but I don't think Bishop is the best goalie in the league. So that kind of puts me in a conundrum. I I. I I don't know. I have to figure out what my, where my allegiances stand. All right, I can so give you Duke, my... I want you to, to go over your point because we've been kind of shutting you down here for a second. It's fine. Um, ben Bishop, um, reached on his head at the end of last year. Uh, he came up big for the Stars, especially towards the end of the season. Um, I think he is I don't know, He's a good goaltender. He's uh, big, which is good. Um, but, like, he doesn't let that slow him down. Uh, Very big. He he's the I think he's big school uh, in history. He's six seven. Uh, he can just kind of like sit on the back of the or the top of the net um, when he wants to, which is kind of funny. That's funny. But um, yeah, it's pretty funny. But so uh, he doesn't let that like get to him though. I know he spends a month out of every year where he just doesn't touch a puck and just works on movement throughout the crease and stuff like that. Um, but he was a uh, reason like the. The Stars made a push at the end of last year. Um, I think he should have won the Vezina last year for how well he played. And um, I don't know. I just think he's the best goalie in the league. This is just all I could say. I think you guys are both right that Bobrovsky and Vasilevsky do not belong at one and two. Um, no, I don't know. Jay didn't say anything about Bobrovsky. Where do you think Bobrovsky should be, Jay? Bob. I don't think he's top three. I th- I'd see he's appropriate at four. Looking over the list and going through it, I. Tukarask is my number two. I don't. I would probably. Quite frankly, put... I think I actually like. Do you put Gibson all the way up to like top four, or do not? I I I really do think he is a top four goalie. Just I, I really I really so do. He has he's the opposite situation of Vasilevsky yes. right now. Yeah. And yeah. his numbers last year on one of the worst teams in the league. He went. He had a winning record. Went twenty six, twenty two, and eight. And he had a nine seventeen save percentage. And the Ducks were horrible last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's impressive. That's I would fair. I would agree that I think Ducks were the lowest scoring team in the NHL last I'm season. A, I'm probably gonna put Gibson as, at five for myself. I'm gonna put Gibson at five. Who do I put it? I don't even know who I'd put it. I one, think I agree with Jay. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Gibson at three. I'm gonna say my yeah. number. One, I'm gonna give my top three right now. I'm gonna say Ben Bishop. Tukarask, John Gibson. Um, uh, so are we going, like, I don't know, because I really want to put Carey Price as the best goalie in the league. I really do. But I don't think that that's realistic. I don't think so either. 
So I, I I'm my list. So that that I don't, I don't really know if I could really classify the best. I mean, okay. that's how it works. So you have to classify somebody as the best goalie. My but. top five. Put Rask at one. I'm gonna put. Uh. I put Carey Price at two. I'm gonna put John Gibson at three. Ben Bishop at four, and Bobrovsky at five. All right. I think, all right, so you're forcing my hand here. I think I'm going to have to put, I think you're, you're, I'm going to put Bishop at one just because I don't, I, I don't want to put him there, but I think it, it just makes the most sense because I don't want to put anybody else there. I'm going to put Bishop at one. I'm going to put Price at two. I'm going to put Vasilevsky at three. I'm going to put Bobrovsky at four and Gibson at five. And then I'm also going to put, I think I'm going to put Pekka Rene at six and Braden Holby at seven. And then Fleury, a bit, I think Fleury is, I, I, well, actually, no, forget that. I think I want to put Fleury <coughs> higher. I'm going to put Fleury at, at six, maybe. I think the biggest problem matter. I had with this list was just the fact that they just kind of shoot Bennington in there. I'd say. If you take Bennington out, who do you put in? Freddie Anderson. That's a great point. That is a really good point. Frederick Anderson has, yeah. Freddie Anderson has had great offenses. In I wouldn't even put Anderson at ten. Core. I would put Anderson right at eight. Just I, would I, I, th- I, I, yeah. I think he's a top. Yeah, I, I, I might put him in at seven. Yeah, I think he's that good. He has had some really good offensive teams in front of him, but like the, the Maple Leafs, the last five years have had some really porous defenses in front of him. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think you guys are really overlooking Carter Hutton and Linus Allmark. <laughs> no, <I'm sure. laughs> Um, but no, I do agree. Freddie yeah. Anderson is better than Jordan Bennington, and Jordan Bennington does not belong in the top ten. Yeah, because not, maybe yes, next year, yeah, yeah, maybe exactly. at this time next we'll year, we we'll sit here and we say Jordan yeah. Bennington should be four, maybe. You know? But uh, the sample size is not nearly big. No, I, I think you're right. We, we, yeah. We've seen Freddie Anderson do this for like six, seven years now. Yeah. with both the Ducks and the Maple Leafs, so that's yeah. why I, I, I'd put him in there. That's well, why a lot of these guys are in there. I mean, Braden Holpe's been doing this since 2012. Yeah, and I think Anderson's the same situation as. Anderson and um, Freddie Anderson and John Gibson are the same thing as Ben Bishop and Andre Vasilevsky, except when they left when when Gibbs when Anderson left the Ducks, the Ducks were not almost a super team, and then they became a super team. They it was were, the opposite yeah. that they, they kind of fell apart fell, over time. Yeah, exactly. So I remember. I think I would. I would. Yeah. Flashback to the time where Andre Vasilevsky and Ben Bishop were a goalie tandem, and Freddie Anderson and, and John, John Gibson, Gibson were a goalie, goalie tandem. tandem. Yeah. yeah. All right. What a time in the league. Yeah. I do have an exam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you guys could go and do the top fifty for one, and then somebody has to sign us off. Um, but I have to take off. That's good luck, Mr. Duke. Thank you. I think, uh, I think we should just end it. It's been just a, end it's it. been a quite a while, anyways. We, we, can, we can yeah. get to that next week. We'll okay. get absolutely get to it next yeah. week. And we that, still have a oh, couple oh, weeks before which, um, season starts. The start of the NHL season is next week, today. So, oh, so we a have week from today. We have exactly a week. Uh, we'll talk about it right before. We'll do a preview yeah. of the beginning of the NHL season. Um, but yeah, so good first episode, boys. Yeah, it was Thank good. You. Yeah, good it was fun. It was. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, so, this has been the Over the Boards Podcast. My name is Matthew Duke. Wait, Jay. Good night. Jim Kite.